You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels Car of the Year. Yes, it is. Woohoo! Wednesday. That's a new one, Sats. G'day, Scotty Sattler. <laughs> Gary Belcher here with you on a, on a Wednesday. Wednesday. You know why? Because we've why got some very good guests coming up, Sats. There's some big news around, but we've got a couple of special guests, uh, including the uh, the coach of the Broncos. Is yeah, it still Kevy? It is it's still Kevy. Yeah, in his second year, and what a great three weeks he's had. Uh, yeah, Brent Tate and I caught up with him earlier on, actually. It was a... Yeah, Good little chat, actually. He's pretty relaxed, Kev, isn't he? Yes. He's, when he's around people that he's uh, he's known for a while. And uh, yeah, and and you can join us as well. Anything you hear, you know, in that interview and whatever else. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text line, and you can get us on Twitter as well at Sports Day Q L D. Um, and don't forget as well, Queensland's Premier Rugby League comp, the host cup. The Host Plus Cup is back bigger and better than ever in 2022. Of course, the, uh, the Broncos get their feeder players through uh, a couple of clubs, they including uh, my old club, CS Logan Magpies, You Beauty. And, uh, and we're going to turn back time. I love this, Sats. You've come up with this. We've done a couple now. Um, and we're going back to the 1999 NRL Grand Final, just the second NRL Grand Final. Well, second year also for the Melbourne Storm, newly formed in 1998. They had a great first season. Of course, their big signing was their captain, Glenn Lazarus. And 1999 was a fairy tale for the Melbourne Storm. Amazing. Which culminated in a grand final that had some some of the biggest moments in, in rugby league history. Unforgettable. Yeah. And we're going to have a chat to uh, the Clive Churchill medalist on that night. Brett, it was a night game, wasn't it? Day it game. No, it was an afternoon, afternoon game. Afternoon, yeah. yeah. Brett Kamali. Yeah. Why don't they have those afternoon games again? Well, the 2000 grand oh. final, which was the Broncos and the Roosters, that was the last daytime grand final. There you go. Mm. You, full of information. Uh, plenty more uh, and, uh, you know, our NRL update as well very soon. This is Sports Day for the all-electric Kia EV6 Wheels Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, wheels car of the year. Now, a bit of news floating around, Sats, uh, in the NRL uh, for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And uh, it looks as though, well, the Broncos have won three in a row now, haven't they? Two big scalps, the Sharks and the Rabbitohs in those those three as well. And uh, and because of that, there are obviously more... Players with chances of making state of origin. Only four weeks till origin. Yeah. Three and um, a half weeks till they pick the team. There you go. Mm. Used to be two and a half weeks. We'd have a week and a half in camp. Used before be 10 we, days, didn't well, it? was a big camp. Yeah. You have to. Put a lot of weight on. A lot of... <laughs> remember, remember you guys Bonding. used to weigh us before... Every when morning. You, when you were in camp, yeah. Every well, morning. That's, that's because some of the, the big lads just couldn't help themselves at the buffet. Yeah. 
Imagine going to the biggest game of your life and you've put on five kilos in camp and suddenly it's it's faster than any you know you've what? ever played. I remember Badge and you were the, the conditioner of, of Origin in 03. And I remember going to camp 10 days and, as you know, we stayed at the Sheraton Mirage, which has got the best seafood buffet in Australia. And, um, and media manager <laughs> and, and assistant coach. We keep going. And um, we went to the, the buffet every every morning and every night. And I used to play – Not the seafood buffet no. at night, but yeah. I used to play at 95.3 kilos every game. Yeah. And I was really fastidious about my weight. And I remember three days into camp, I got on the scars. I was like 97 kilos. I said, what? So I put my running shoes on. I just started going for road runs in between training. And Andrew G pulled me. And so I said, what are you doing going for road runs? I said, well, I've got to drop a bit of weight. But also it's, it's what I like to do in my normal preparation. He goes, no, no, no. Throw out all your old preparation. This is different. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that when you're going to play Origin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so the the likes of Pat Carrigan, uh, yeah. he's in with a genuine chance. Well, do you Very know what? Player. He looks like he's put on a little bit of weight. And it's he's been good, to the buffer. It's good. The seafood buffer. It's actually a good weight because to be able to handle the rigours of, of the front row, yeah. you've got to have a bit of – But playing in that 13 jersey, he, you know, some, some 13 locks, you know, in some clubs they're a third hit up forward exactly. and in others – they're a ball player. He's a bit of both. I mean, he's yeah. not really a ball player, but he's certainly a, you know, a, a good yardage man. He's not really in the mould of Isaiah Yeo or Cameron Murray, but he's a, he's a good yardage man. He can play a little bit wider I as well. I thought the game last week against the Bunnies was the best game I've seen him play. A mm. couple of offloads as well, which are you know, so Hasn't rewarding if you've got players that can can offload. Tom Flegler's the same. Another terrific game last week. Yeah, and he's, he, he, he played his Origin name, last year. The name might be mentioned, yeah, and Kurt Capewell. Yep. Uh, Corey Oates, who's uh, been playing some good footy. That's going to be interesting badge, that that wing position. Xavier Coates is one. He's one, definitely. He's a lock. And you're thinking – the wing. (laughs) You're thinking Corey Oates, Selwyn Cobbo. uh, We've got um, Hamaso Tabuifido. Yeah, Kyle Felt as well. We're talking to Kevin Walters. We spoke to him earlier on, Brent Tate and I. We actually asked him this question about Selwyn Cobbo. So interesting with his response. Uh, now, the Dolphins have snatched another player, uh, this time Connolly Lemuelu from the Cowboys. Good young player. And there's word is they're going to target Scott Drinkwater. I think they're going to target anyone that's um, capable and available. And but Scott Drinkwater's contracted till the end of next year, so yeah. I wouldn't, can't say So you can express your interest, of course, mm. you know, go through those, you know, that myriad of, of – um, of the framework around, yep. you know, signing players. But, yeah. Who are the options? Drinkwater's playing, not really. playing his best footy. Um, he wouldn't be on the most amount of money at at the Cowboys. So while he's playing at the moment, if he finished off the season the way that he's going, he'll definitely go to November 1 and, and test the market. So uh, there's word is that the Dolphins are going to try and offer Stephen Crichton from the, the Penrith Panthers a – a close to seven-figure salary as well to come there as their fullback. And Crichton and Toto, they're mm. saying hey, um, that they they could be in the mix. Um, and uh, some other stuff from down south, the Sharks look set to lock in Kiwi star Britain Nakora. So, well, it's, it's a blow to the Tigers. It looked as though mm. that after signing Isaiah Papali'i and Api Korosau, that Britain Nakora was the next on their list, and they were convinced that Nakora was was going to sign for them for, a, you know, it's probably the most of money that most amount of money Britain Nakora will will sign for in his career. He's a tremendous back row for the Sharks. I think he's a real um, unsung hero for the Sharks side. But this is a big blow to the Tigers, who are slowly starting to build a, a pretty good roster for next year. Mm. With 
Angus Crichton and Ryan Madison available next year. You'd think they'd probably try to go to one of those. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt at all. Rightio, that's our NRL update for Polaris. Uh, with shiploads of vehicles arriving every month, visit your local Polaris dealer today. This is Sports Day for the all-electric Kia EV6 Wheels Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 Wheels Car of the Year. Got a couple of the best small Sports Day sports update. That's my fault. Jumped on that. Hey, a couple of the best small men in the game coming up. Sats, not even arguably. Uh, Kevy Walters. Yep. And Brett Kamali. Going to join us separately, of course, but uh, can't wait to... Uh, Both very short people. Be- yes, mm. but um, good for a chat. Very, very good for a chat. And uh, now, eat good with rolled. It's fast, fresh Vietnamese. The Brisbane Heat have announced they're not going to re-sign their captain, Chris Lynn. Big news. Huge news. He's been the mainstay of the Brisbane Heat in the BBL for many years. Also a fan favourite. My son, who is a a huge Chris Lynn fan and a big, big uh, Brisbane Heat Big Bash fan as well. He is absolutely devastated today to read this. How old would Lynn be? 30? I I reckon he'd be 32. 32. His form hasn't been great. It hasn't been. The last I mean, he's of just seasons. been, pardon the pun, he's been hit and miss. Yep. But he hasn't really nailed the regular beginnings. And that's not always going to happen in BBL. I know it's a bit like that, but it, it just hasn't really happened for him. And Both I think he and Max whole, Bryant. The team's been a victim of that. Is Maxie Bryant going to be re-signed? Not, I'm not quite sure. He's not in a great place either as far as runs go. No, they're not. And but we, I mean, he's, he's younger. That, that'll certainly help his case. And we know that the Brisbane Heat don't have – Great strike power when it comes to, to bowling as well. So if they don't get a, a formidable score, they're always on the back foot in relation to trying to defend that. So uh, how old is he? 32? I reckon he'd be 32. Are you looking up now? No, I'm not. No, I was looking oh, up okay. to see if any news around um, So not knowing, it. obviously, not knowing where he's going to be. Again, my son said that as soon as it was announced that he wouldn't be playing for the, the Heat, all the checkbooks would have started opening from every other club. And that may be the case because not only has he got this expectation, but all, every time a Chris Lynn goes into bat, you, you're expecting something to happen. Whether it, whether it does or not, there's always that huge expectation. And he's a very nervous batter to bowl against, I'm led to believe, because of, of what he can do when he gets his eye in. So um, He's 32. 32, yeah. So yeah. I think um, outside of playing badge, he's a very popular person. Mm. Off the oh yeah, off the field guy. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, has Paul Gitt- has Paul Gallen bitten off more than he can chew in tonight's big uh, title fight sets? Uh, well, Chris T- uh, Tzetsky is a is an accomplished fighter. He's the current Australian heavyweight champion. Yeah. He's had ten fights for nine wins, one loss, and a draw. I read there's some stuff about him training that's been secretly yeah, that, shared around, and his hand speed's phenomenal. There hasn't been a lot of footage around about uh, Tzetsky, but. Today there has been some footage that's emerged and just showing how light and quick his hands are. Now he's what they call a southpaw, a lefty, a left hand. His left hand is backwards as opposed to his right hand. They're very difficult to fight against. And um, I think he's going to have problems, Paul Gallen. But in saying that, it doesn't matter how good the video footage is and how quick you are when you've got someone on your chest. Like Mike Tyson used to always say. You'd say this. I love this line. He says, everyone's got a game plan until they get punched in the head. <laughs> and for Chris Tzevsky, he will have Paul Gallen on his chest all night. Mm. And he's got to be willing to 
He's got to be willing to play the long game because um, Paul Gallen will go for a week in, in a fight if you have to. Yeah, no mm. doubt at all. Eat good and feel good with Rolled. It's fast, fresh, Vietnamese order on the app today. And uh, some other stuff that's doing at the round sats is tonight. The other big event on tonight is the NBL final for pharmacy sleep services. Test yourself for sleep apnea. Uh, yeah, the Sydney away, Kings, actually. they can they can uh, they can finish it. It'll just be three straight wins if they get up tonight uh, at Kudos Bank Arena. Yeah, the uh, the MVP of the competition this year looks like he may not play. We won't know. We'll, we'll find out very very soon whether he's definitely going to play. Yep, uh, Jalen Adams. Um, if he plays, well, yeah, the, the backs are against the wall. The Jack Jumpers anyway. They were, yeah. Gives him a bit of a chance, and again, we'll, we'll learn very, very soon whether he's actually um, going to be playing tonight's game. Rightio, pharmacy sleep services, always tired. Visit your local pharmacy, test yourself for sleep apnea. Back soon with Kevy Walters. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, wheels car of the year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. And Badge, a good friend of yours, good friend of ours, Kevy Walters. He's going great at the Brisbane Broncos at the moment. Earlier on in the day, myself and our good friend Brent Tate caught up with the Broncos coach to talk about Magic Round this weekend. Also ask him a very important question about Selwyn Cobber. Is he ready for origin? Kevin Walters steps and gets a whistle. Oh. It's a try. Kevin Walters. Here they come. Adjacent to the uprights. Kevin Walters. Kevy Walters, how are you, Kev? Oh, I'm excellent, thanks, Sats. See that intro didn't go long. Not many tries for the upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was plenty there, plenty yeah. there. Now, um, first and foremost, yeah. before we talk about what's happening at the Brisbane Broncos, I didn't realise you were born in Rocky. I thought you were a born and bred Ippy boy. What happened there? Yeah, no, born in Rocky, and um, mum and dad moved down with all the. Well, I got four brothers, so there's the five of us moved down to Ipswich. Um, Mum's father was a station master and he took over the Ipswich, uh, he was the chief dog at the Ipswich um, railway station. So we moved Ippy and yeah, grew up there, I think I was about four or five by the time we got down here. So yeah, in the Ippy, it's a great, great little town, Ipswich. Very it is. privileged to grow up there and you know, footy in, in the winter months and then cricket and baseball in the, in the summer months. So yeah, it's a great place to live. It's bred plenty of uh, great sports people across a number of sports. Now you've won the last three, Sharks and South, in that three, Kev, you... Which effort of those two has probably impressed you the most, or do they impress you the most if they sat side by side? Yeah, pretty much side by side. You know, I felt our form had been getting better sort of the last month, although Penrith put a bit of a score on us, but I thought the the effort was there that night. Penrith's obviously one of the better teams in the competition. So, um, yeah, and then we settled back with the Bulldogs and then into the last two weeks, which has been good. I, I think our effort areas, well, I know they've been a lot better, um, and our attacks sort of sort of flowing on the back of that as well. So it's been a, been a good two or three weeks for the Bronx, that's for sure. Do you think with Payne being out last week, especially, Kev, that it, it just forced a lot of other players not to look for Payne to do a lot of those effort areas you talk about and they had to pick it up themselves? Yeah, well, certainly. Um, he's one that we rely on heavily. We're, we're very grateful to have him in our side. He was playing on Friday night. But we also got Pat Carrison back um, last mm. week. Um, from, from a knee injury, so that was a, a blessing for us. The timing was was perfect in that regard. And Pat managed to knock out sixty minutes straight um, with some really good work in there as well. Um, yeah, but we're fortunate to have um, both Payne and Paddy back this week, and looking forward to taking on you know, Manly uh, Friday night at Magic Weekend. Mate, talk about uh, influences on your team. None bigger than your 
uh, halfback and out on Reynolds. Can you give us a bit of an insight into what he's like at training, video sessions, and the way he gives, I guess, you some advice, um, the playing group advice, just just his overall influence on the yeah. team, Kev? Yeah, he's been a godsend for us, Tady. Um, you know, I knew from the first time we, we, Dave Donahue and I flew to Sydney to meet him and his family. Um, they're a great family, and uh, his influence over the team has just been so so good and positive. Uh, coming, you know, from a, from South last year, they made the grand final and the like. But I feel he's, he's playing better now than, than he ever has. Um, he's got a lot of responsibility in our place, and he enjoys that responsibility. Um, he takes his footy seriously, but he also likes a typical halfback voice. You know, loves a good time, loves putting uh, shit, excuse the language, on, on other team members and, and carrying that good humour amongst the group. So, and he's obviously very special in team meetings. He, he knows how to play the game, and he's and I, I feel his kicking game. I know it's it's um, you know very good kicking game, but I feel that that's been one of the big influences that he's had with us is where we actually turn the ball over. Um, it, it's great. Uh, to have him in our side. Defensively, he's been good. His running game's been good. So he ticks all the boxes for us. Uh, he's a great leader as well. And more importantly, even top fella, really good bloke. So we're, we're really lucky to have him as well. And the money that you're paying him, Kevy, he's, he's able to buy uh, a better house or a bigger house in Queensland than he is in, in Sydney, I'm led to believe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so um, he, he bought a... He bought a, a, some, well, his house that he's living in now was bigger than his land that he had, land and house combined. <laughs> so they're really enjoying uh, the freedom where they live. Um, you know, it's a beautiful home you know, up here, living in Queensland, as you guys know. It's, 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 the weather's beautiful, though. It's not, not too kind at the moment. There's a bit of rain around. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice place to live up here in Queensland. And he, he's, him and his family have settled well. And that's showing through with, with his football as well. Manly. And magic round. I know it's all about Tommy Trebojevic, and obviously he's the key player you've got to look at. But what are the, some some of the other areas that we don't see that you see as a coach that you've got to try and shut Manly down? Oh, look, I think DC is probably as good a touch that he's yeah. been, you know, in his career. And him and Bourne and uh, playing some good footy. Croker's uh, quite dangerous out of nine as well. So uh, they've got some strike Manly, and um, you know we're understanding. Obviously, Tom's the, the key there as well, but. You know, I feel that we're a much improved defensive team and we need to be that way, particularly on our left and right edge. And our, our middles as well are doing a great job. So um, Manly are a side that like to use the ball. A um, bit old-fashioned the way Manly play. Not a lot of block plays in your typical rugby league football, but DCE and, and Co, they like to move the ball and shift the ball around. So we've got to be certainly, you know, get our line speed going and making sure that we're, you know, available to tackle on every, on every tackle of the set because they certainly do challenge you everywhere from the middle of the field, you know, on both edges with the way that Tommy likes to play. Kev, we'll, we'll shift our focus off the Bronx and we'll go to the beloved Maroons, who we all have such a, a soft spots for. Uh, mate, you played plenty of Origin. Yeah, that's it. That's it, Kev. Um, I, I'd be really interested to get your take on, on a young Selwyn Cobo, Kev. I, I love the way he plays and I know he's only young in the um, first grade. Is he someone you think could be ready for Origin or a bit early? No, I believe you could be, Tony. Um, I'm not sure how old you were running, 20 or 21, when you played your... Were you, how old were you with your first origin? Yeah, I was 20, yep. 20, there you go. So he's uh, turning 20 this year, Selwyn. Um, look, he's, a, he, he's one of those Indigenous players where he knows where to put himself and where to find the ball. I, I, that was typical of the, the intercept or runaway try that he got last weekend you know, against South. He was just there in the moment. And his best footy um, is still you know, a long way in front of him, but I feel that... 
the bigger the occasion, the better he plays. And uh, you only got to look back to last year's um, Queensland Cup Green Final, um, where he was the best player on the field playing at fullback. And there was mm. a lot of talk around of shifting him when we lost Tessie Neu into that fullback role. I'm sure long term he can be a you know really good fullback for us. But just at the moment, we're leaving him parked on that wing. Um, he's got great instincts. I feel that him and Katoni, uh, not only with their attack, but their defensive work has been much better this year as well. And they're working well together. And I feel that, Tyce, uh, that uh, Selwyn's growing each week you know, in his role on the wing. Could he handle Origin? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem with, with there. We're pretty blessed, though, as Maroons now, Tati, aren't we? We've got a lot of good young outside backs coming through. So there's lots of good options there for Billy and his team to, to select from this year. Kevy, you're a good man. Thanks for joining us on Queensland Footy Show. Yeah, thanks, Saxon. Keep those texts flying, Tatey. I love them, mate. <laughs> love you, Kev. Good on you, yuck. Good on you, yuck, yuck, yuck. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, Wheels Car of the Year. us all the drama at this historic first grand final at Stadium Australia, the voice of Rugby League, the one and only Ray Warren. Thank you, Ken. There's the F-18 from the Royal Australian Air Force. Does a fly past and a couple of fly pasts in front of this massive crowd, bordering on the 110,000 capacity. Yeah, it was an amazing, an amazing event. Uh, as, as I just said then, Kenny Sutcliffe, the first time at the Olympic Stadium, now Core Stadium, 107,999. 107,999. I know. I, I should have gone. I, I was that close to going, <laughs> and it would have rounded it out. So that's and you know, it was, an, it was an amazing story too, wasn't it, Badge? 1999 was the second year of the Melbourne Storm. Yes, uh, and the second, second year of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. First uh, year. Oh, the first year first that they year. came together. Yeah. Jeez. And it was the second year of the new, newly formed National Rugby League as well. And the Melbourne Storm made the grand final. as a fairy tale run as well through that final series. A team that was put together from a number of teams, mostly the Hunter Mariners. And we've got one of the superstars. He was the Clive Churchill medalist of that game. Join us on Sports Day, and that's Brett Noddy Kamali. How are you, Noddy? Good, thanks. That's Badge. How are we, guys? Yeah, really good. good. How, how do you feel when you hear the, the introduction to that grand final from the great Kenny Sutcliffe and... And Rabs. Yeah, you, you sort of forget, I suppose. You know, I, I I always say to people, it's the greatest achievement I had in my career was winning that grand final or winning a grand final. Um, obviously, that was the only one I got to play in and was very, very lucky to have, I suppose, got the victory and, and was able to celebrate it. Let's go right back into that first half, though, uh, because it was the Dragons, as you said, it was tricky for you guys because the Dragons got off to a really good start. Nickow making sure the player got up last. Now Mundine, a grabbing kick. They'll score! Fitzgibbon is over! Is there a question of offside? No! He points to the spot! You, you wouldn't have been panicking at that stage, though, Noddy. That was pretty early in the game that they took that lead. Yeah, that's right. I, I think, you know, we were pretty much all young kids, or apart from Lazo and Tawera in some regards. We were all sort of young kids, and we hadn't probably had any scarring or... Or any fear, and I, as I said, Lazo, we've got a bit emotional pre-game. We get out there, and we got off to a pretty much a bad start. Um, the Dragons had all the running and were more physical than us. The other thing, Badge, obviously, um, three weeks prior, we were the top-ranked side against them at, at Amy Park, or sorry, Olympic Park. Mm. Or, sorry, um, and they blew us off the park. They smashed us in that first week of the final. Um, we come from behind, actually, in both semi-finals that we actually won as well. So it was a 
it was that wasn't unusual for us, but I think right on half time, um, some bloke decided to try and do a chip kick and chase for himself or Robbie Ross and Nathan Blacklock ends up picking up the ball and and by the time I turned yeah. around, uh, he's doing <laughs> cartwheels under the goalpost. So it was uh, it was probably not the first try that we conceded, but probably the certainly the, the second try that we conceded was probably made it feel like we'd, we'd maybe blown a chance. Have a listen. The heavy deficit in defence, ten extra sets of six. Even with unlimited interchange, I think it'll play a role. Little one finds some go. So you, that's going to test anyone's character, especially if you're the playmaker at like Noddy. Probably one of the most pivotal moments in in recent memory in grand finals was at 14-2, lead by the Dragons, and this happens. No pass. But the Dragons attack again, and Mundine will score. Mundine's over. Mundine's over. Anthony Mundine or has with a he... little bit of help from uh, Sean Timmons. Or has he dropped it? As he dropped it over the line, he doesn't look very confident, and he had unmarked people on his outside. Big moment, huge moment, he Roddy. The summons proven trophy. There. He did. It, it, yeah, makes a playing group. Was that another opportunity just to open the door for you guys? I think so. I think if they score that try, they win definitely. Um, obviously, um, we weren't able to to get the ball, uh, or he wasn't able to score. It was either he puts the ball down, or he passes to the person next to him, and the game's over in favour of the Dragons. You know, I don't think we come back from that. Scenario. So, if, you know, as I said, I just just those small opportunities that grow your way. And then, as you said, he didn't score. We scored on the back of that. And then, all of a sudden, once it becomes sort of fourteen eight, it becomes become a game on contest. Isn't it amazing? In all the great grand finals, there's there's a comeback. You know, this game and uh, the Broncos, mm. uh, the, the Cowboys over the Broncos, uh, Newcastle's win late with Darren Albert, and and that eighty nine grand final. 2003 wasn't a comeback, Noddy, was it? So we won't even throw that. Not in the same mix. But, but this is how the comeback started. A couple of tries to you guys to get you, uh, get you very close. To the blind for Gaia. And Martin, 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 uh, they appeal for try. Trying desperately to keep his club in the battle. And has he done it yet? Amazing game. 18-14. Who threw that last pass, Sats? Oh, that was a Clive Churchill medalist. Oh, was it? Brett Kamali. Brett Kamali. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you didn't think you were getting the Clive Churchill medal when you, when you chip kick for Blacklock to score, or is it? Or was that another try assist in the first half? You know, no, 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 yeah, that's a try assist. No, I, I don't think so. As I said, I knew that we'd, like, at the end of the game, you know you've won, but I, and I thought, you know, Tawera had been amazing for us that second half. So I remember when the, the someone came over and grabbed me and said, oh, you've, you've won the medal. It was a... It was an unbelievable feeling badge and, and one that I've never had the ability to, yeah. to, to have again. Um, we, we actually had our own plane in Sydney at the, at the time as well, so we flew home on our own aeroplane with like partners oh. and families and sponsors all in the back. And I, I sat in the cockpit for about 40 minutes flying back to Melbourne, um, a couple of beers and a meat pie, just thinking <laughs> what the hell just happened Fair today. And, and, and how, does it, how great does it feel like to be a rock star? <laughs> yeah. Now that Ben Rorty trial was yeah. off the end of... One of your beautiful flat passes, and you had a really good, really good players coming off the bench like Russell Bowden and and Co as well. And all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, 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 Paul McGregor scores, and they miss the kick at goal. So it's eighteen fourteen, 
And then you mentioned it earlier on, Noddy. We'll just listen to the audio here. It's one of the greatest grand final finishes that we've seen in recent memory. It's at the 76th minute. They're two metres from the line. Kamali puts the kick over and across. There's a try coming. Craig Smith. Craig Smith has put it down. Has he put it down legally? Oh, Was he onside? Well, Did on. he get it down? What about the high tackle from Ainsgate? He got absolutely hammered. I don't think he's grounded the football. I think he was onside. This could be a penalty try. This is the biggest call I think I've ever experienced in rugby league and I've been calling it for 34 years. Oh, it's very exciting. It either wins or loses loses in the game. It's, it's a, a penalty, penalty try. Yeah. It's amazing vision by you to see... Craig Smith out there, the winger, and, and Jamie Ainsco looking to go in, in field in case he's going to put a grubber in. But then there's there's really good vision of Glenn Lazarus coming back to the playing group, Noddy, where you're all congregating. And he he, he mentions, he, he can read his lips, he says, it's going to be a penalty try. Can you remember what was going through your mind? I think for the fact that that was our goal kicker, that it just had his his head knocked off. Yep. Uh, the ball, if potentially it was going to be in the sideline, so who was going to kick the goal? As you said... A try in the in the corner means that you've got to convert it to win. Um, so I think once once they said it was a penalty try, you knew instantly the kick was in front, and um, and it was just I, I think from a bad feeling at half time to feeling like you could get back in the game, all of a sudden you're a chance of being in front. It was an unbelievable feeling. And then as you said that they come up with that biggest call. Even Rubs there saying this is the biggest decision that's ever happened in in a grand final that he's ever been a part of. So. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing uh, a day and event, I suppose, in rugby league calendar. An amazing afternoon, um, that grand final in 99, which was just laced with so many big moments. And the greatest modern-day crowd. It will never, I don't think we'll never ever beat be that, 108,000. Never be beaten. What were the scenes like when you got back to Melbourne in a city that was basically all AFL? Yeah, massive, unbelievable. As I said, we're on our own plane coming back to Melbourne. Uh, we thought we'd have people back at Punt Road. Obviously, uh, you know, there was... It's the AFL Grand Final week as well, so I think um, North Melbourne had won it on the Saturday, and we'd had a. We went back to go to um, Olympic Park and go next door and have our our members and our fans there. We actually, what blew us away, Sats, and I think what made the win for Melbourne Storm has probably allowed them to be so successful with fans in the competition because we couldn't get off the plane when we landed at Melbourne, which is the airport. There is like forty-five minutes, fifty minutes out of the city. It was packed with Melbourne Storm fans at the airport, which was amazing, which then I thought instantly, well, Rugby League's got a footprint now in Melbourne. Well, Noddy, is one of the greatest moments in Rugby League history, and thanks for joining us and sharing your thoughts on Sports Day in, in turn back time. Not a problem, gentlemen. Love chatting to you, men. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, wheels car of the year. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Well, I thought you were on the big money, Scotty Sattler, but this is uh, this is getting ridiculous. Someone whose deal as an analyst commentator surpasses the great man Scott Sattler. <laughs> uh, this is Fox Sports in the in the NFL. What they've uh, they've, they've they're going to make Tom Brady the lead analyst. In the game after he retires, so he's, is he retiring? Is he... No, he's having another year with Buccaneers. Yeah, no, but and after that, we don't know. Don't know. Well, it... there's a good incentive for him to retire. Yeah, there is. So, 
the um, Fox Sports have said that they want to make him the lead analyst well, after he retires for 10 years at an estimated, this is an Australian dollars, $540 million. So $54 million a year. So at the moment, CBS is Tony Romo, oh. former quarterback for the, uh, for the Cowboys, tremendous, tremendous analyst, and also Cowboys uh, ESPN's Troy Aikman, an, an, another great quarterback. Their average annual salary per season is $26 million. It's, well, it's not bad, is it? Double that. Double that. Yeah. Happens when the young stars retire, or the, even the older stars, mm. and, and, and I'm, I imagine they realise that he's going to be quite good at it. And we see it in the NRL, don't we, these We've been their badge, haven't we? That, yeah. <laughs> the younger people come through. And, and That's right. It, you know, and a lot of them, they get, some of them get good money. Some of them are great. Some of them are not so great. Some of them have got great managers. Some of them, yes. <laughs> some of them are pretty average, but that's just what you get. Yeah. Some would think that we're pretty average sets, but if you can get it, good on you. 54 million bucks a year. What sort of money is he on as a player? He's on, he's on crazy money anyway, isn't he? He, this year's deal is a lot less than what he's played for in the past, but it's still like, it's still twenty eight or thirty million dollars a so season. So more, more to be an analyst than to not, sit in an air conditioned or warm room during winter. One game a week, might be a bit more than that. And they've got their panel shows as well, which he'll have to do. He'll have to oh. work for his money, Gary. What the thing about the NFL coverage is? Oh, was you, Tom? I'd go surfing. The thing about it is that, like, we travel for the NRL. And it's just down the east coast. We go whether it's Gold Coast, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. It's pretty easy. It's one, one and a half hour trip, two hours at most. They're flying across the country all the way. It's it's a lot of travel. Yeah. So he travel. gets so on top of that, he gets massive frequent fly points too. Absolutely. It's, oh, it's just all yeah. part of the package. <laughs> good on him. Well, good if you can get it. Rightio, that's all we got time for tonight. Uh, Sats, listeners, thanks for joining in once again uh, to Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sportage. It's just been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See ya. See you tomorrow night. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.